10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the John DeVito Show. It is March 13th, 7.15 p.m., and tonight we are going to be having an update on the Circle of Hope and what's been happening with that school. As many of you know, we had Amanda on her show. Her name is Amanda Householder, and she now goes by the name of Berlin. Recently, her parents, Boyd and Stephanie Householder, were arrested in the state of Missouri and they were charged with 102 counts of child abuse and neglect. So Amanda was kind enough. Uh, we reached out to each other a couple of days ago. She was kind enough to agree to come on. And keep in mind, this is not going to be you know, an easy interview for her to come on and talk about. As one of the things that she and I talked about during the week was, you know, you've done a great thing. You're an amazingly brave young woman. You've helped out. Uh, so many children, you know, from the past that have been abused, children that have been there now that were going to be abused or had been abused. But at the same time, you know, here you are and your parents have now been arrested. And I can imagine that that must bring out a whole flood of emotions, right? I mean, that's that's how I feel also. So she's an amazing young woman. We're so proud to have her on. And I believe this is her calling in right now. So I'm going to first start by calling you Amanda, but then I'm going to transition over to Berlin because that's what you're being called now. So Amanda, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Amanda, are you there? Amanda, can you hear us? Eric, I can hear you, but I can't hear Amanda. Amanda, are you muted by any chance? Oh, looks like her call in. So she'll try to call back in. Sometimes that happens. We had a technical difficulty in our last show, so these things happen sometimes. So, Eric, I'm glad you're here to join us. You've been you know, so much a part of all these shows where we've done uh, shows on the Circle of Hope. We've done shows on the Agape Boarding School, and we have yes. Chris who's in here as well. So, Chris, if you want to call in also, please join us up here in the panel, and at some point, you know, we'll open the panel up for everybody if Amy and other people would like to call in. So here's Amanda again. Let's see if we can get her on. Amanda, can you hear us? Hello? All right, if you're there, Amanda, I can't hear you, unfortunately. I'm not sure if it's the headphones. You can hear us, but for some reason, I can't hear you. Now, do you have headphones with a mic built in? Because you would need a microphone built into your headphones. You do have headphones and a mic. Yeah, I'm not sure what the issue is. We can't uh, hear you right now. So um, do you want to try to go out and come in one more time and see if you can resolve it? Or maybe you have a different pair of headphones. 
let's see. I see coming says, have her call your phone. Yeah, we could do that. You could call my phone and we could Bluetooth it in. That's not a bad idea, Amanda. Why don't you do that? So Amanda, uh, let me text you my phone number. Okay. You can call that number and they will, we will just Bluetooth you in. I think you have it. All right. Let's see. I'm going to send it to you anyway. So hold on one second. All right. My phone has been, my phone number has been sent. I'm going to, oh, there you are. All right. Let's get, there we go. And there's the ring. Amanda, are you there? Hello, Amanda. Amanda, can you hear us? Oh, I, th I think we got you. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, there we go. It took a second. It was a delay. So we got you now loud and clear. Perfect. Um, can you also hear people calling on the Podbean chat? I can hear you, Eric. Yes. Oh, perfect. Good. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be muted and Chris is on the line to make sure you can hear him. Now, you know my story. I'm an old man. So for me to be able to work this kind of technology, you know, I feel good being like a borderline boomer that I can take phone calls through my roadcaster. I'm learning. You know, I'm learning and getting better with all this stuff. So I hope you don't mind. We have Eric is up on the panel with us. He's my producer. He's been with me kind of from day one. And he kind of sits back and just watches for questions and helps with things like that. And I think you've also talked with Chris, who was involved with Agape. And he has actually become a very good friend of this show. And Chris is actually going to start doing podcasts of his own where he's going to be investigating and reporting on, you know, people that maybe have dealt with some of the same things that you have. So we've got Chris up there uh, as well with us. So uh, I guess as we get started, though, I just want to welcome you and ask, you know, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm doing good. Um, a lot of mixed emotions, mostly happy, but um some sad, but I, I'm doing good. That's good. Cause so, I, I worried about you when I saw it. Cause I, I had a few people reach out to me cause I hadn't seen it. I dumped Facebook a few months ago. So I just got tired of all the drama on Facebook and got rid of it. But um, I had a few people reach out to me and tell me, so I Googled the story and I saw it and it was funny. Initially I felt really happy and really good, but then I thought you and was like, wow, that's going to be really hard for you to deal with, you know, all of the, the uh, different emotions that probably I imagine come along with that when they were actually arrested. But um, what I'd like to do is if you could, there are going to be some new people coming in that might not be familiar with circle of hope and what was happening there. So I'm going to leave it up to you to kind of educate everybody. Since you obviously know the story a little bit better than I do. If you could introduce everybody to circle of hope, and then we'll kind of come around to, you know, what's happening now there uh, with the new you know developments that came out this past week. Yeah, definitely. Um, so circle of hope opened up, July 2006, after my parents, Boyd and Stephanie Householder, worked at Agape boarding school in Stockton, Missouri. They took the practices they learned at Agape and actually opened up Circle of Hope. So um, punishments at Circle of Hope uh, involved push-ups, jumping jacks, um, bunny foo-foo's, um, extreme workouts. Like, it. it it would be one thing if it was like, oh, 10 push-ups for doing something wrong. But no, it would be 10 push-ups upon 10 push-ups until they built up until to the point that the child could no longer do push-ups because they were so weak. Um, and then if you couldn't do those push-ups because you were so weak, that could involve in a restraint. And the restraints usually were a extremely hard land to the floor where um, at Agape, it was adult staff members uh, pushing all their pressure points on, or um, all their weight onto the back of your pressure point. Whereas at Circle of Hope, it was my father and myself as a teenager and other teenagers having to do this to our peers. So, um, 
Circle of Hope opened, like I said, in July 2006, and it ran up until 2020. Um, there was, like I said, uh, physical abuse, mental abuse, and um, the mental ab- abuse involved um, being told that you would amount to nothing, that you would be a prostitute, you would be a drug addict, you would be a drug dealer, um, like you were nothing. Um and sometimes sexual abuse. I can't say that I ever witnessed sexual abuse, but I can say that I do believe the victims 100%. Um, September of 2020, Circle of Hope was raided by a stat team and highway patrol, and the girls were removed. Um, within that, the girls being removed, my parents told the Kansas City Star that they could no longer operate due to a corrupt sheriff's department and social services which most of us found quite funny because of how long it took us to even get the sheriff's department and social services to do anything because 2007, a parent reported Circle of Hope and the abuse and nothing was done. And multiple people after that, it took us from 2015 to 2020 to even be heard. So, um, and then um, March 9th, 2020, we got a video and we posted it to Facebook and a year to the date, March 9th, 2020, Boyd and Stephanie Hauswater were arrested. Yeah, I remember seeing that video. I saw that on Facebook, I think it was. And that was a powerful video because finally then you could put a visual on many of the things that you had talked about. So it was good to see that video. I mean, not good, but it was helpful for you to finally have that video to come out and just to see some of the conditions that these girls were living in. Now, if you don't mind, to, t- to take a step even further back, Now, for the people that are just coming in, the people that are going to listen to this podcast for the first time once it's out there to be downloaded. Now, you grew up in the home with your parents, obviously, with Boyd and Stephanie. And I remember in one of the first interviews, you had told me some of the things you dealt with as a child growing up in their home. Are you willing to maybe share some of that with some of the people as to what it was like to grow up in a home with with Boyd and Stephanie as your parents? Um, Yeah, definitely. So from... A very young age, my parents believed in spanking. Um, I don't remember what it was like being spanked as a child. I do remember a lot of, um, I was a daddy's little girl. My song, mine and my dad's song was wrapped around your finger by the police. And I would always go to work with my dad from the time I was one to the time I was like two to three. And anytime someone would come into my dad's office and they would ask where my dad was, I would put up my pinky and I'd say here because our song was wrapped around the finger. Um, so I remember being a daddy's little girl. Um, my mom and dad um, eventually got into religion and the preaching that they were, they sat under um, really con- like really validated their, their beliefs in thinking but um it, I don't know how to explain it other than it got worse after that um the preaching was spare the rod spoil the child it's better to have a pink bottom than a black soul and so every Sunday um after church me and my brother would come home and it was regular we were beaten every Sunday it got to the point me and my brother were trying to stuff our underwear full of things or putting multiple pairs of underwear on to avoid the pain. Um, when my dad found out, he um, he made us take off our clothes and then he would beat us bare bottom. Um, I, at first, it was just his belt. And then it went to a horse crop. And then from a horse crop, it went to a golf stick. 
Um, when it went to a golf stick, I was about eight. My older brother was 10. And we were living at the first home in Florida called Hope Children's Home. I had went to a girl from that home and I told her that my dad was beating, beating us with a golf club, a golf club. It got back to my dad and I was forced to sit down and tell the owner of that school that I was lying. When the owner left, um, my dad went over to his um, golf bag or um, golf stick bag, whatever that's called, uh, pulled out a golf club, removed the metal part of the club and started beating me with a golf stick telling me that I was not beaten with a golf club. I was beaten with the stick of it. So yes, I, in a way lied, but it wasn't that I meant to lie. It was, I got it wrong what he was hitting us with. Um, I had tried running away multiple times as a child because of how bad it was at home. But every time I did, it was always worse for me. Eventually, we moved to Stockton, Missouri, and at Agape Boarding School, I had actually gone to the owners, Jen Clemenson and Kathy Clemenson, and I spoke out about the abuse within my family, and they basically told me, whatever happens within my home, I deserved it because I did something wrong. So it was not, it was not a very um, fun time growing up with my parents. No, I mean, what you went through, I mean, I know that you know this, but what you went through was not right. It shouldn't have happened. What they did to you was obviously abuse. And I'm sorry that you went through that. I truly am. When I hear those stories, it literally breaks my heart. You know, I grew up in a, in a home that had some tough, tough discipline. I never had the type of discipline you had, but I was hit with a belt and things like that at some point. And that was bad enough. I can't imagine being hit with a horse crop, being hit with a golf club and being beaten, beaten in those ways. Now I can ask this question. I think, I think about your parents a lot. Believe it or not, I really do. Do you think at a certain point, did they feel that they were doing the right thing by these kids? Did they Were they so hoodwinked by this religion that they felt like that they were actually benefiting you and benefiting the children? Or do you think that they knew what they were doing was wrong the entire time? You know, for the longest time, I thought that they didn't know what they were doing was wrong. But how they have been lying and trying to get their themselves out of the situation shows me that they knew what they were doing was wrong. It seems like it. So, I mean, it's, it certainly seems like they did know. And if you could, cause you know, we've got Chris up here on the panel as well. And he had some very difficult things happen to him while he was at Agape for many years. Explain a little bit more about how Agape happened, how your parents got together with the Clemensons, and now did they help them form Agape, or were the two schools kind of like sister schools of each other? Explain that a little bit more if you could. So Agape actually opened up in the early 90s, from my understanding. Um, my parents started working in the trouble teen industry in Florida in the in like 94, so Agape was already formed. We had no idea about Agape. Actually, the first school we worked at in Florida was a little bit more liberal than Agape. So like at the first home in Florida, um, it was a co-ed. So girls and boys could talk and we were allowed to watch certain movies, like uh, feature films for families and like certain Christian movies. Um, Agape was completely different. My parents didn't know about Agape until um, a former staff lady at the first home in Florida actually contacted CPS on my father because she had caught my dad in a um, 
situation with a, uh, a student female um, at the first home. And um, so some things happened and we ended up, I guess he read a newspaper and for the first time ever, Agape put in a ad for a staff member in the newspaper and somehow my dad read that. So we took a week vacation to Agape. Um, when we got to Agape, to be honest, it was like a huge theme park with all of the animals, the swimming pool, all of the ATVs, the golf carts, everything. It, it was like amazing. And so um, the food I thought was like decent food. And um, my dad asked my, my sibling and I, um, my brother Nate, if we would like to move. Well, at that point, we had just made friends and we had this huge swimming pool we could swim in whenever we wanted. And so we were finally being asked what we wanted out of life for the first time. And we said, yeah, we would love to move here. Um, so we went back to Florida, packed up our things and moved back to Agape. And um, to be 100% honest, when we got there the second time, their, um, the, the way they acted was completely different. They were not nice. They were really horrible people. Um, the first couple of days we were there, no boys were being put in push-up position. It wasn't like, it was not at all what it would be like. Um, I'd say by like the second week we were there, um, I remember Brian Clemenson yelling restraint and a kid getting slammed in the dining hall by the um, boys' bathroom. Um, and all of us staff ladies had to get up and leave the building because of what was happening. Um, and so it completely was a shocker to me that it went from seeming like it was a good place to this horribly abusive, like violent, like, Oh my God, what is happening here? Kind of place. Like it was normal for me to be abused like this, but at the first home in Florida, it was, that's not how those kids were treated. They were treated like that behind the scenes where I didn't witness it. Whereas the cafe, it was just happening in front of you. And it was very frightening. No, that's uh, one of the things I've, I've said, you know, over and over again, when I've looked at the website, if you look at the website, of Agape. It's a fantastic website. It looks like a phenomenal place. They show yeah. all the nice things that you were talking about. And if I, you know, if I was a parent that had a troubled teen and I didn't know what to do, I guess I would look at that website and think, all right, well, maybe this is a viable option. I mean, honestly, you know, it wouldn't even enter my mind that sending my child to this place would do what it, what it does. But I've heard, I mean, as you know, I've done so many interviews with people that were at circle of hope people at Agape, now that, you know, show me youth Christian home as well. And it's just horrifying to hear what's happening. If you don't mind, I want to just give Chris a chance to maybe uh, talk a little bit, because as I've said to Chris, you know, he went to the school and he understood. Now I'm sure Chris, you can verify most of what, you know, Berlin is saying here. Um, Jim and Kathy Clementson. Uh, yeah. Um, as two faced as they come. Um, I, it does not surprise me at all that you got one face in front of you before you went there as an actual staff and one face in front of you when you visited. That's not a surprise to me at all. Everything that you said so far is right on par, right on par to the points almost bring me to tears. So um, nobody can doubt what you're saying. Um, it's sad. I don't know how this place has stayed in business as long as it has. Um, it's hurt. 
multiple children. Um, and I, I was with the place all the way from Othello, Washington, and I ended in Stockton, Missouri. So um, I know exactly how those people are, Berlin. And I'm sorry that your parents got sucked into that to begin with. Um, but uh, that may have been the start to other bad decisions, unfortunately. Um, I think so. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's been a tough situation for everybody, but I'm so glad that Berlin has been able to go out and do all the things that she has done. I mean, my daughter first saw her on TikTok. That's how I learned about this and how I started doing shows. And I know that she's had other podcasts like the Hammer podcast has been another one that's on YouTube that's been very, very proactive in helping all these students. So if, if those of you out there that have listened to my podcast, if you want to see more, look for the Hammer podcast on YouTube. That's another one that's been very, very helpful. But now, Amanda, if we could, um, you know, it came out this week, or at least I realized this week, someone had told me about your parents. And I read through the charges, and the charges are tough to read. So they were hit with 102 counts of abuse and neglect. And a lot of those counts of abuse were sexual abuse. Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, their arrest and how that went down? I actually don't know much other than I got a call saying that they were arrested. Um, I do know, like you said, most of the abuse is statutory rape, statutory sodomy, um, and rape and sodomy, if I remember correctly. And then on my mom's and it neglect of a child. Um, I do know the girl that is the, um, the victim. And uh, we talk almost as often as we can almost every day. And my heart goes out to her. I don't know what to say other than that. Because like I said, I did not personally witness it. And it's not my story to share. But she is one of the strongest survivors I have ever met. That's amazing. I mean, so it seems like based on the charges, um, they must have a pretty good case against them. And I would imagine that if all goes as expected, then, you know, your, your parents are going to most likely spend, I would imagine the rest of their lives in prison for all these accounts of abuse. That's what it seems like. Um, from my understanding, when the attorney general did the press release, um, it sounds like my mom might get 12 years because he said that some of the charges were seven and the other were four. Um, my dad, however, it looks like he will not get out of prison. Now, do you, do you think, I mean, did your mother, was your mother kind of trapped in a situation that she couldn't get out of? I mean, I, I see that your father was older than your mom and it seems like that, you know, a lot of the abuse maybe happened at his hands in your, in your in your opinion, was she like an equal contributor or was she kind of stuck going along for the ride, you know, with your dad who maybe became abusive once he, you know, made the switch over to this particular religion? My dad has always been abusive. Um, my sister ran away at the age of 16. Um, I know my older sibling's childhood was not good. His, his divorce ended very poorly. And I think partially because of how abusive he was. Um, I wasn't alive during that time, so I can't speak on that time. But I think my mom's um, want for religion and want for something more and want for submissiveness fueled her um, sadisticness because you can ask any one of the Circle of Hope girls, if she did not like you, 
she would pick on you and pick on you and pick on you until she found something to bring to my father to get you restrained. And so she used her power um, for horrible things. And I think she is just as guilty as my father is. I think she knew what was going on sexual about the sexual stuff more than she wants to put out there. Um, I don't think that there's any way that she didn't know after multiple girls had brought it to her attention that something was happening for her to not realize it. I, I think she knew. And I think she is just as guilty as my father. Now, I guess, you know, how, how, how are you dealing? I mean, again, I kind of asked this a little bit earlier, but I want to kind of go in a little bit different direction, but I mean, how, how are you, I, I know how you're feeling, but how are you dealing with the flood of emotions that you have? I mean, I, you know, we've talked about it earlier where, you know, you've done a good thing, you've done the right thing, but again, it's your parents and, you know, they're, they're going to end up be, being in prison, rightfully so for what they did. But I mean, how, how do you deal with that internally? I mean, are you feeling okay with everything? Are you having a hard time with dealing with any parts of this? I mean, just how, how are you dealing with it? Um. I'm not sure how to answer that. I I know that they made their bed, but at the same time, I know that they will never accept that what they did was wrong. And so I know that they're always going to blame me for the situation they're in. So it, it hurts. Um, I just have to keep reminding myself that they did this, not me. Um, I have my family. My family's helping me get through it, thankfully. We've been watching a lot of Harry Potter. Um, but... Uh, I do have to keep reminding myself this is this is their doing, not mine. Now, do you see the same type of thing ha- happening with a, with Agape? Is this inevitable that Agape is also going down? I see the police have been in Agape. They've been investigating. Do you think Agape is going to be shut down, and will the same type of thing be happening at that school? If Agape is not properly investigated and shut down, then I still believe right now that the Sheriff's Department needs to be investigated. But if Agape is not properly investigated and shut down, I think something definitely needs to happen with our sheriff's department. Um, it gives me hope that this is happening. But at the same time, I know Agape has connections. And so I am fearful of those connections. But I still, this, this does give me hope. Yeah, can you explain some of those connections to the people here? Because I know you've talked about them having connections with the local police department. Could you explain how intertwined they are and how crazy that is to think that if you're a young person and you happen to escape from the school and you get to the police, the police are going to bring you right back because they're intertwined with the school. And that just is terrifying to think of. So the founder of Agape, his son-in-law, Robert Graves, who's actually a former student of Agape, um, he married his daughter, Samantha. And Robert Graves is a deputy. There is also a um, transporter that has, he's somehow affiliated with Agape. I'm not sure if he's like full-time staff or what exactly he is. I know at one point he was full-time staff. His name is Julio Sandoval. And um, he too is a deputy for that sheriff's department. And from my understanding, he is also a transporter. So he transports kids to Agape and other places as well. So, the connections are pretty um, pretty deep within that sheriff's department. I mean, that's just 
awful to think about that the the police are so intertwined with the school and you're right i mean there needs to be an investigation not just of the school but of the sheriff's department apartment and and you know that the authorities know that there is there are allegations that this relationship exists between the two and if they're going to do it right they need to go in there and properly investigate you know both organizations not just the school so hopefully that will happen hopefully they'll get in there and do their job but at least it does sound like that they are in the school doing their investigation there, but it, it, it kills me to see how arrogant the school is where they, where they did the big post on their website, basically saying how everybody's against them. Everybody's after them, the newspapers, the TV shows. I mean, this has gone nationwide where you've had it in the Kansas city newspapers. You've had it on Dateline NBC. I mean, this has become a big story. And I guess one of the good things that's come out of all this, and maybe you can tell the listeners a little bit about this is all the legislation that's now happening in the state of Missouri. So if, can you maybe update people on what's going on there? Yes. Um, Missouri just passed a bill through the house. It's off the Senate now. It's um, HB 557 and HB 560, where these religious schools are now going to have to register with the state. So in the state of Missouri, um, religious schools didn't have to register. So there's no, no way to tell how many of these schools exist in the state of Missouri, but now they are going to have to register. Um, it's not a um, licensing or anything, so they are not. We are not taking away your your right to practice your religion. It's just so we know that you are there. Um, there's also going to be a background check and a three strike um, law. So, like three strikes, and you basically have to shut down your school. But the problem you have, and we've talked about this before, is, okay, suppose they're shut down, they're not prosecuted, the Clemensons can just pick up their school and just move to another state that's not regulated. Now, how many other states in this country are similar to Missouri that do not have any regulations for these type of organizations? According to NBC's research um, and the state legislation in Missouri, there's only two states that are like this currently that have the same laws as Missouri, and that is Missouri and South Carolina. So uh, right now we are focused on Missouri, but we're not done. We are going to continue to make sure that federally these these schools are um, regulated because we know that it's not just a circle of hope and agape thing. We know that it's a a statewide thing, even a national thing. And so we are not not finished with Missouri. We are going to continue until we know that no schools can profit off the abuse of kids. Now, I know you've become kind of a, you know, kind of, kind of the, the, the face of uh, the movement here going after a lot, of, a lot of these schools that have abused children. Can you talk about maybe some of the other schools that you're looking into right now? I know that I've seen some talk that there are maybe some schools out west and in, in different places across the country. I mean, how many different schools are you looking into right now? And I mean, how widespread is this problem? Uh, right now, we're focused, uh, my, my personal organization and I are focused on basically Missouri and we're going to be working on Florida next because of that's my, where I grew up and I know there's a lot of survivors from that area and that school. Um, I do know breaking code silence is working on like Provo Canyon. I have a lot of friends that are working on state legislation in Montana and a whole bunch of other different states. It's almost every single state has a school like this. And so almost every single state we are trying to work on some sort of state legislation. Yeah, my, my producer had shared with me recently that there's actually a school very similar right now that's being investigated in the state of New Hampshire where I grew up. 
So again, I'm probably aware of what this school is. I don't know how close it is to where I grew up, but it's scary to hear that these things are so accepted. They're so widespread across the country. And for the people out there listening to my show, maybe for the first time, I mean, just so you understand me, you know, I'm not anti-religion. I'm not you know, anti-God or anything like that. I'm a very spiritual, spiritual person. I believe in God, but I don't believe that because you belong to a certain religion, you have the right to abuse children. I mean, there's a difference. There's a fine line between discipline and abuse. And when you're hitting children with golf clubs, when you're beating children to this extent, I mean, I'm sorry, but that, that is not the right way to discipline children. It just is not. And it looks like in a second, we're going to be joined by Bethany, who would like to call in. And as that happens, I want to turn it over to Chris for a second. Chris, I'm not sure if you have any questions you'd like to ask, because again, you dealt with this firsthand and I know you're going to be doing a podcast and you've been doing a podcast, but you're going to start doing shows about some of these schools. Do you have any questions you'd like to ask Berlin directly? Um, well, mostly I'd like, I'd just like to address with Berlin that I am another outlet for people. Um, if, if you know somebody who, who needs to talk or who wants someone to talk to, um, I'm here. We have lost, as, you, as you're well aware, we have lost way too many children to suicide after they've become adults from not being able to deal with what has happened to them and, and blaming it on themselves and everything else. Um, and, and you know that probably better than any of us, Berlin. Um, but there's people out there to help. And as far as your parents go... The only thing I can say to you is at the end of the day, the way I look at it, it's all the love and compassion to you because at the end of the day, those are your parents. Everybody can get on Facebook and say whatever they want. And I got on there and told some people to calm down because at the end of the day, you're reading those comments too. And those are your parents, you know, and I really feel for you because some of those comments aren't very nice. So I'm sorry for that, but Please let so send people out to my show. I mean, Definitely. you know, and if you ever need anybody to talk to Berlin, I'm here. I, I want you to be part of my show. I want you to be able to, I want your input. Um, I just, I just want to help. And, and too many of us have been damaged by this and it needs to end and it needs to end now. And the steps that you're making and the steps that you've made is what's going to make that happen. So thank you. Well, thank you. And I'm honestly thankful to have you guys by our side. So thank you so much. Well, you know, one thing that happens sometimes with strong people like yourself, and you are a strong, amazing woman, but what happens sometimes is people look at someone like you and they don't think that someone like you maybe needs the occasional hug or support or whatever because you're so strong and you're going after things, but you're human like everybody else. And I'm sure a lot of these things take an emotional toll on you. So Damn straight. You know, yeah, just know that, you know, you do have people here that care about you. We respect what you're doing. But again, if you ever need anything from any of us, you know, we're here, we're you know available to help, to talk, whatever. And Chris is really good about that. He We, we did a show um, about a week ago, and I know, Chris, you've been reaching out to the person we interviewed uh, pretty much almost daily, just checking in to see how she's doing. I think we called her Bethany was the name we yep. used. Oh, yeah. No, and this is Bethany I've, tried, I've tried to reach out daily, but I've been very busy. But yes, I have reached out. Yes. Good. So, Bethany, how are you doing? You came in and you want to tell maybe Berlin a little bit about what happened to you and where it happened to you as well. If it isn't too triggering. Um, 
would it be okay? I'm fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Okay. So I, uh, I lived for four years in a place called Show Me Christian Youth Home, and they have what they call magnets all over the state, multiple magnets all over. Um, and they would do things like, well, there was one time they drug me out of bed from a dead sleep screaming at me and drug me in downstairs to beat me with a very large paddle saying that I had gotten out of my bed to sneak around at night. I was asleep. Um, they wouldn't take us to the doctor, so there was medical neglect. Um, you know, they, uh, they forced me to run around a track in the, in the heat or winter, even though I have asthma, and again, wouldn't take me to the fucking doctor. There was really no love or affection from anyone. And as an eight-year-old child, you really need that. Um, they, they swung that paddle like a damn baseball bat all the time, whenever they did use it. And they moved me around from house to house because I don't know why. But I was always bullied and picked on because I was a small kid. Nobody cared. In the end, I was just thrown away like so much garbage. I'm so sorry. It's not fair. Not fair at all. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm really sorry it happened to you too. I'm glad that we're here now and that we can talk about it and that we are literally like working to save the future of millions of kids. That's yeah. what my show is about talking about it because you know what, until John DeVito gave me an outlet, I didn't feel like I could talk about it. So, and the yeah, best thing I've ever done is talked about it. And that's why I'm doing that with my show. Cause it's the best thing I ever did was talk about it. I didn't ever feel like I could talk about it until I heard uh, John DeVito's show about the Circle of Hope. Thank you so much, John. Like, seriously, like, I'm so glad that your daughter reached out. Oh, my God. Well, she, you know, I, I can't talk too much about it, but she's been through a lot also. And I think when she saw her, it kind of hit her, you know, very personally. And I'm so glad that she reached out to me as well. Because, you know, when I... When I started doing this podcast, it was kind of like a you know COVID hobby, and uh, I, I didn't know what direction the podcast was going to go. And I like to do a lot of different things, but honestly, this has been for me the most rewarding part of doing this podcast is actually knowing that I'm doing something to maybe help some people and make a difference, make in the, the world a little better. Right, and you know, I I, right. I I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know these type of places even existed. So, I mean, think of how many people. You know, between this show, between the Hammer podcast, between all the work that Berlin has done with her TikTok page and all the different things she's doing and all the other groups that are talking about this. I mean, we are making a difference in, you know, changing the world a little bit at a time. And for you, Bethany, I'm so glad that you came on and you talked about everything you've been through. And I hope you're feeling okay about it because I know once you relive these things, sometimes that has some repercussions on you know, your mental health after the fact. And I know that it, it was probably very hard for you to come out and talk about some of these things that have happened, but it seems like you've formed a nice little group of friends now here 
on Podbean. And I hope you feel like you're being supported by, you know, the new group of friends that you have here. Yeah, I am. Um, it was actually my mental health issues. It was actually a lot harder before I talked about it. Um, I was having lots of PTSD and stress and such, but talking about it almost like just helped a lot. So I asked you, Bethany, the, the next day I asked you a question and I asked you how you were doing and you said something to me about that night that you no longer had or that you didn't have any nightmares that night. Is yeah. that still working out for you since you've talked about it? Have the nightmares still subsided? Actually, yeah. Yeah, sometimes talking is the best thing we have, guys. I mean, reach out, reach out, because we've lost, like I say, we've lost too many of us to suicide because they didn't reach out. There's people out there to talk to. We're here. Reach out. Hey, Berlin, I remember. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to ask Berlin a quick question. Now, Berlin, you've been at this for a bit now, and you've reached out to a lot of different people at a lot of different schools. Is there any type of support network that you've put together for all of these maybe survivors to get together, whether it's even like a private Facebook page, whether it's anything where maybe all of these people from different places that have all dealt with the same abuse can maybe come together and kind of support each other? I have a page that's called Proactive Survivors of Triple of Hope. You can join it if you went to any um, school. Um I might end up changing the name. We just haven't changed it because it was originally for Circle of Hope survivors to come together and take down Circle of Hope, but that has been done. So um, anyone can join that at this point in time if you are a survivor. Um, we are working on our organization still, and we are going to be putting together a Joe Barnett Foundation in the memory of our friend who took his life July 2020. Um that went to Agape and that's going to be focused on helping survivors get mental health um, access and a whole bunch of other things that we have in the works. So That's great. So Eric, I don't know if you got the name of that, but what was the name of the group again? Maybe you can put it down in the chat, Eric, so people can see that and we can read it off again. Cause I want to make sure that if there are people out there and there, and there will be people, you, you guys would be surprised as to how many people have emailed me after shows in between shows that have asked me for help. And I've kind of forwarded them on to different people and things like that. But a lot of people hear this and don't know where they can get help. But the one thing I can say to anyone that's listening to my voice right now, that's listening to this show, if you've experienced abuse at a school, at an organization, at a home like Bethany did, or really anywhere, you are not alone. You're not alone. If you're sitting in your house and you're feeling by your, by yourself and there's nobody to help you, you need to reach out and find other people that have maybe experienced the same things that you have, or at least go and find a counselor that can help you. Because the one thing you don't want to get to is you don't want to get to the point in your life where you're contemplating taking your own life because life is a precious thing. It's a beautiful thing. And even though maybe you've seen, you know, a dark side of life and you've had some very, very bad things happening to you, you can still get some help, talk to some friends and salvage your life and turn it around into a very positive thing that you could be proud of and be happy about. So I know that it's probably easier said than done. And even though, you know, I did not go to a school like you all did, I've had plenty of demons to deal with in my life also. And that's one of the things why I get some, you know, passion and, and just, I guess, good feelings about doing shows like this where we can maybe help some people. So if you're listening to my voice, email me, 
My email address is the John DeVito show at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter. Just Google the show's name. Send me a private message. I answer all my messages personally. So if you write me, you'll hear back from me directly. So if you need help, reach me, reach out to me. And uh, if you want to keep your name private, if you just want to talk, that's fine. I'm here and I'd be willing to talk. And I know, Chris, you feel the same way. If you want to give out your information so people can reach out to you. And again, Chris is someone that experienced the abuse at the Agape boarding school. So he can certainly you know, speak to you about some of the things that he understands very well. So do you want to give out your info also, Chris? Absolutely. Um, I'm the Forgotten Tunes. I'm on Podbean. Um, I'm going to be revamping my show to the Forgotten very shortly. I've built myself a studio. Um, you can always come on to Podbean and leave me a message on the Forgotten Tunes page. And if that does not work for you, if you want it to be more private than that, you can reach out to John DeVito and he can give you my personal cell phone in yep. which you can text me and get a hold of me anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. doesn't matter if you need someone to talk to. I'll get up in the middle of the night, go outside to my shed, go in my studio, and I will talk to you. If you need somebody, I'm here. I can't stress that enough, John. And we also have Amy in the chat. Amy mentioned the same thing. I have her cell phone number. I would obviously ask her first, but I could pass along your name to her, to Berlin, to anybody that, you know, you, that might help you, you know, understand maybe that there are other people out there that can maybe talk to you about something you've been through. So don't feel like you're alone and uh, you're not. You've got a group of people here that are willing to help you. And if you're someone that's maybe even, even in a place now where you're dealing with this, reach out to us. You know, if you feel like you're trapped, you can't get out, your parents don't know what you're going through, reach out to us and we will help you. We will help you. Absolutely. So absolutely. And I'd be happy to offer my emotional support. I see you survivor. You're not alone. Bethany, what what did you, what you were going to say something before I asked um, Berlin a question. So if you could, what what, what were you going to say? I, you know, cut you off before you could get it out. I don't remember. (laughs) I'm the same way. I forget also. So I see Eric put in a hashtag. I see you survivor. You know, that's uh, a very you know, Chris and Amy you. put it in the chat as well. They did as well. So so pass it along. And, uh, you know, we, we've gotten, you know, circle of hope is, has now been shut down. It was shut down a while back. Boyd and Stephanie householder are now up on 102 counts of abuse and neglect. Some of it, sexual abuse. And now Agape is under fire. So Agape. The Clemensons are next, boys. Hold on. They're next. I have high faith in the state of Missouri, and I'm sure Berlin does too. They're next. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um, Berlin, do you have anything else you want to say about Circle of Hope and other things maybe you have going on? And I guess, are there going to be any more rallies? You had that rally at Agape a while back. Is there anything else that's on the horizon that people should know about? Um, we do have a few planned. Um, uh, we have one, I think we're planning in California for June or July timeframe. Um, but I will have to keep everyone updated on that right now. They're just in the work. Now, can, can you mention, I see Amy's mentioned in the chat, uh, wings of faith is another one. Do you have any information on wings of faith Berlin that you can maybe share with us? Um, all I can really say is that my mom, Amy should call in, but my mom was a tutor there for a while. Um, I wasn't really allowed to hang out with the girls. I just know that something bad must have really happened there because none of the girls really, um, like none of my friends that are close to me besides Amy speak out about it. So I, I don't have much on it other than that. My mom worked there for a little bit. 
So, and it, it, it's affiliated with Agape, so we can only imagine. Well, I'm yeah. sure affiliated with Agape, there's probably a good chance it needs to be investigated. And yeah. Amy, Amy, I would certainly help with that. I know you've been talking to me about that for a bit. I'm sure Chris would as well, and I'm sure Berlin will get involved. But, yeah, if there's anything we can do, to, if, if there are any girls that went there that want to come on, you know, we would certainly uh, be willing to interview them and give them of, of voice. Now, I see that uh, Amy said something, and then Cummings has a, a question as well. So Amy said it's the sister school. Jim Clemenson is a senior pastor there. Well, if he's a senior pastor there, I'm sure that probably the apple doesn't fall too far away from the tree when exactly. it comes to that. Nope, place. nope, sure yeah. don't. Yeah. So I see Cummings also. He's a he's a very popular podcaster here as well. Does a lot of powerful shows. I'm glad to have him in. He said uh, none of these schools are in Alabama? Question mark. Because if this is going on here and you guys find out. Let me know. He's got contacts in high places in Alabama. So are there any schools in Alabama you know of? So, yes, there was a school in Alabama. Um, a lot of state or legislation got passed. I don't know much about it, but if you look up uh, Captain Charles Kennedy, that man is a hero who literally saved Alabama, Alabama's kids. So um, there are schools in Alabama, but there's been state legislation put into place that hopefully has been helping with keeping the abuse down. Good, good. We were, we were just joined by Amy, so she is on the chat. Amy, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I borrowed so Amanda says hi because I borrowed her headphones so I could call in because I can't find oh, mine. Nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, Wings of Faith was actually in four different states before they settled in Missouri. They've been under three different names. Uh, they've been shut down. They were left Tennessee because of abuse charges, and they changed part of their name and moved to Michigan, where, from what I understand, a church there took over the financials and gave them a salary, which they didn't like, so they moved to West Virginia then there was the school getting shut down in Michigan because of child abuse and sexual abuse that they took all over and moved to Missouri to work with Agape. And actually for the first, when it was first opened, it was called Refuge of Grace. And it's now called Wings of Faith. From what I understand is due to the bad publicity that Refuge of Grace was getting online, the bad the bad reviews and things like that, they changed their name. Um, I, uh, they, Jim Clemenson is the senior pastor there. When I was a student there, we went to Agape every Wednesday for church, every Sunday for church. We were, we followed Agape's rules. It's you know it's another school that is I think it's seven miles from Agape. That if anybody's listening, you know I'm here for you to, to talk to about. I, I know how hard Bud and Debbie Martin work. Okay, so you guys heard that from Amy. I mean, if there's anybody out there from the Wings of Faith that were lo located in Missouri, if you don't know how to reach out to Amy, that's fine. Reach out to me. Find me on Twitter, the John Vito Show. Send me a private message. I'm on Instagram as well. I recently dumped Facebook, so I'm not there anymore. I couldn't handle all the drama on there. Some of it created by me, so I kind of got rid of that whole thing. But, um, you know, so I'm here. I'm available. If you send me an email, it's the John DeVito Show at gmail.com. I will 
ask people before I send your information on. If you want to keep your name private, that's okay. But if there's anyone out there from the Wings of Faith that needs help and wants to talk, let me know. I will forward your information over to Amy so she can maybe give you some information. Now, Amy, I think you have said some girls have reached out to you in the past. Am I thinking of another school or is it this school? Yes. Um, I know it's been kind of crazy getting Megan on your show, the girl that was pregnant. Right. Yeah, she was pregnant there. She wants to speak out. I just had a girl reach out to me last night that I guess got out of Wings of Faith a couple months ago that I'm that reached out to me that wanted to talk about what goes on there. And I'm, you know, I, I'm here for you. I'll give you the numbers. You know, you can tell me your story. And I, I understand it. And I believe you because I remember what I went through there. Well, you know, and there's one thing we can do also, like Bethany, who's up here right now, you know, we're not using Bethany's name. That Bethany is a name that we use for the show. So if you, if you want to come on and tell your story, but you don't want everybody to know who you are, I get that. We can keep your name private. I won't share it with anybody. And if you're not ready to come on, that's fine. I mean, this has got to be right for you. Just, you know, understand where I'm coming from. That I'm not making money off of this. I mean, this this isn't something that's going to be my career. This is something that I'm doing as a hobby, and I'm doing it to help people when I get the opportunity. So understand that you know where I'm coming from is from a good place. We're looking to give you a voice. You're ready to come out and tell that story, and you want to, you know, talk about um, you know a school where you were treated uh, poorly or an organization. We're here for you, and and even if you don't want to do that, if you want to be, if you want to tap in to a group of people that can maybe help you, we can provide that for you as well. So. Man, I, it just amazes me, Amy, how many people, you know, how many kids have been caught up in these schools and abused. I mean, I had no idea it was this big. Oh, I, it, it blows my mind sometimes, like looking at when everybody was testifying in front of the representatives and seeing the different decades represented. Because it went back, what, to the 80s, Berlin? 70s. Yeah, seven all the way back to the seventies. People were testifying about that. That's you know this is way too many decades we're talking about. And Show Me Christian Youth Home has been open since nineteen sixty seven. I only have I, I have to wonder how many people were abused there too. And I really hope that they start speaking out and get that place shut down too. You know, something else uh, I'm looking into, John, is uh, starting a, a nonprofit under the Forgotten Tunes. I'm, I'm seeking with some counsel right now on that, um, which would allow me to start a fund to help other children who are now adults like myself who may need to seek out some counseling and stuff like that, whose insurance and that won't cover it. Um, maybe if I can start this nonprofit, then I can cover that for them so they can seek that help. So if, if I'm looking into running, that. Yeah, I would donate some money. So let me know when you have it up and running. We will donate some money to that. It's in the very, very, very beginning, beginning stages. I've still got a lot more legal stuff to gather, but I do want you to know that I am looking into it. And if I can make it happen, I will. So um, nice. we'll see where that ends up. Nice. All right. Well, Berlin, I, I want to, you know, we've been on for about an hour and I wanted to get the update as to find out, you know, what was going on. Uh, is there anything else you want to share before we move down the panel and think about maybe wrapping this up? Anything else you have that you want to talk about before we go that I may have forgotten to ask you? Um, no, I think that's everything. 
Okay. Well, as always, it was a pleasure to have you on. And, you know, I know that I speak for everybody that has come into the lives, everybody that has listened uh, to my podcast. And, oh, by the way, I should mention this. I don't look at these things very often because, quite frankly, I don't care. But I did get on and look at my podcast since the very beginning. The number one show I have out of all my shows was actually the first show we did about the circle of hope. And then the number two show was about agape. So literally on my top, I think 10 or 15 shows, as far as download numbers, they're all agape. They're all, um, you know, circle of hope. And then we've got Pamela smart is in there a couple of times as well, but it just shows how many people are listening and, and you've really gotten a lot of downloads. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, hopefully, right. yeah, hopefully it's helping. That's what we mean by, you know, you thank you, John, because you've been so instrumental in helping expose well you know it's funny i i feel like i haven't done enough i feel like i would like to do more but i mean this is i guess what i can offer right now is when people come forward and they want to speak on my show then you know hey i'm i will never say no i will give a platform to anybody that wants to come on and if you're hearing my voice now we can talk on the phone first i did that with bethany we talked a few times on the phone and i did just it with me too yeah you too right and yeah. i just want to explain to you where i'm coming from and uh just so you understand, because I think there are a lot of people out there that are, you know, doing podcasts, hoping that, uh, you know, it's going to put money in their pocket. And that's the reason why they're doing it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, that's not my motivation. I do this because I want to help. And that's why I'm here. So, and hey, I'm listen, here. John, listen, don't undercut, don't undercut yourself. Because you given me the opportunity to speak out, gave me the opportunity to speak out before what the damage that was done to me, I took out on my own children. I was able to get it out of me because that's when it really started bothering me. It was after I had children. It happens. And, it, and you it let do. me get that out before I took that out on my own children, not even realizing I was doing it. So don't, don't sell yourself short. You're a good dude. You've given an opening to a lot of people. So don't cut yourself short, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, yeah. and like I said, you know, I've talked about it here and there on my show, but, you know, I, I grew up in a tough place also, you know, with a very, in a very difficult home. And there was, you know, there was physical abuse, but there was a lot of emotional abuse where I grew up. And, you know, I'm an older guy now. I've learned to deal with it, but I can say that it honestly never really goes away. It's always there. But you It'll affect you for the rest of your life. Yeah. It does. But, you know, you can learn how to live with it. You can learn how to manage it. And I think that, you know, I mean, again, I'm never going to be perfect, but I think I've, I've improved the person that I am. And, uh, I think, you know, when my children leave my house, I mean, there are going to be times where they look at me and go, boy, dad's a real pain in the ass, but I don't think they're ever going to walk out looking, you know, looking and saying that I, you know, I hate my father. He did a lot of bad things to me. I think in general, I've done more good things than bad things, I think over the course of the years, and hopefully they view it that way also. So I don't know, but you know, Chris, I can tell you, you're, you're a good dad, man. You care about your kids, and I love the picture you have right up there with, you know, your 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 child. And now, Berlin, you have kids also, don't you? I'm trying to think of how many kids you have. I do. I have two boys, uh, five and eight year old. Do they know anything about any of this stuff or nothing? Yes, they do know um, it. What? Um, what's appropriate for their age they know they don't know the extent right. of what happened um when they found out my uh, mom and dad were arrested my oldest son was excited because he knows how hard we fought to get justice Good. but then my youngest son um he's like but that's my grandparents and so um right. and they have the same emotions yeah 
That's what makes it tricky. It really does. But, you know, the same thing here. I, mean, I, I shared as my kids got older, you know, I, they, they know more about things now than they did when they were little. And as they get older, they can handle more. But, I, you know, I, I've always tried to manage it a little bit because I don't want them to have to deal with all the things I had to deal with. But, I mean, I guess it's good for them to, to hear things about how you grew up and understand as well. So, um, you know, Berlin, I, I'll just thank you for coming on. I, I'm going to leave it open for, I want to have every, give everybody a chance before we wrap this up. So, you know, Bethany, if you have anything, anything to say, Amy, Chris, and then we'll close it out with Eric. So Bethany, why don't we go to you? If you have anything else you want to share before we wrap it up, this is your time to shine. I, I mostly just wanted to come give my support. <laughs> nice. Well, we're so oh, there's happy nothing wrong with that. No, we're happy to have you as part of our family now. And hopefully you feel that way that you're part of our, you know, Podbean family. And, you know, and for those of you that, um, you know, haven't been in Podbean for a bit, check out Chris's show. Chris gets together and he plays some tunes and takes requests and does a really nice job. He has a good show. Are you going to be on tonight, Chris, uh, later on, or are you taking the night off? No, I'll be on. I try to be on seven days a week. Um, also, if somebody's having a hard time and they can't get a hold of me any other way, come into my show. Give me a cue. I'll shut my show down immediately and we'll talk. Nice. So, um, but yeah, please visit the Forgotten Tunes. Um, and uh, the only other thing I have to say is Berlin, Bethany, Amy, I'm here. If you guys need to talk um, or if you know anybody who needs to talk, I'm here. And I have uh, I have suicide hotlines and other people that people can talk to, too. If I can't if I can't seem to get through to them or if I'm not connecting with them, I can pass them on to somebody else. So. Um, resources are resources are resources, people. Let's use them and let's save lives because I don't want to hear of another student taking their life. Like the most recent one I heard of who was married, had two beautiful children and his wife never saw it coming in his thirties. The, the note he left behind was all about what he went through folks. So talk people talk. We're here. That's all I can say. And there's power in numbers. I mean, I think it's important to know you're not alone. So I'm sorry to hear that. And you're right. I mean, if we can prevent one more person from doing this, then it would be a good thing. So, Amy, what you got for us before I wrap up this bad boy? Amy, are you still with us? I, I, I was muted because I had to fuss at my kids. Sorry. Believe me. Uh, I, I did, I, the other day, real quick. The other day I was on a Zoom meeting for work, okay? And this was kind of an important meeting. I tried to do my job, you know, in the house with my kids here. So literally I had to shut my picture off. And I didn't know if I muted my sound or not. But two of my kids literally got in a fist fight about 10 feet away from me, my boys. So I had to literally go and wrestle and break them up in the middle of my Zoom meeting. Screaming <laughs> at them. I'm thinking, please, please, did I mute my my thing? Because I'm probably getting fired if I didn't. But I went back and thankfully it was muted. So it was funny. My picture popped back on. And then I texted the woman I was on with for my, you know, she works for my company. And there was another, another woman there. So I texted her. I'm like, yeah, you saw my picture go off. I just had to break up a fight. So I missed that part of the meeting and she writes back. She's laughing like hell. So I get it. I've got four kids here and they're screaming all the time. Don't feel bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, when my kids find out, you know, I'm talking about the schools, they're like, oh, okay. Mommy's, you know, the way I've explained it to them is I'm fighting bullies. And my daughter's like, I want to go to a rally with you, mom. So she's like, when are you going to one again? And it's, it's cool to see it because, you know, I, I shared on your show, I'm adopted and I found out that my biological mom went to the original school that started all these schools. And it kind of broke my heart 
you know, I, I don't talk about them very much, but if there's anybody from Mountain Park listening, you know, I, I'm here for you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's important for everybody to know. So, I, you know, I, I'm so, ha- so happy that all of you have joined today. And again, not that I ever like to gather under these circumstances. It's kind of a strange thing where I look forward to seeing all of you. But unfortunately, when we talk, it's usually about, you know, things that aren't positive. But I mean, I guess this is positive. Being but we're giving the each other the support that we deserve yeah. and need. Yep, absolutely correct. So thank you all for joining. And Eric, why don't you run off some of the other shows that are coming up, and then we'll uh, well, we'll call this big boy and wrap it up. Well, and of course, thank you to like Podbean friends who were we were fortunate enough to see enter this live cast, including Blair from the Real McCoy show, as well as Amy, who was on the call, and, and, and Berlin, who called through a, a different means, and Jeremy from Cummings' Culture, Chris from Forgotten Tunes, soon to be the forgotten Chuck from Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea and J-Lo and Laura and Lou from the Communication Station podcast. And Laura, she's definitely another great friend. (laughs) You're amazing. Um, And of course, Bethany, we we thank you for coming on the call as well. And, and of course, Chris's wife, Babe Bray and Summer Mike and Mr. A, I'm glad you you could be here. And to other, other Podbean friends who joined this live or are listening to this published episode on download we, we appreciate you and um chris should be on la- later on this evening with the forgotten tunes music show um and also be on the lookout for the it's doomsday podcast with with jester and company and also this weekend be on the lookout should slightly serious do a an impromptu show to make up for for the um for friday's absence and also be on the lookout for the old man's sunday morning and sunday afternoon music shows and and tries to talk on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and, and Thursday. And and the old man's morning podcast, Chit Chat with the Old Man, weekdays at 10 a.m. The Slightly Serious Show, weeknights at 9.30 p.m. Cummings' Culture is on usually around 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern Time weeknights. And then Robert does the, the Mr. Clean Music Show Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays in daytime around, around 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern and late nights around 1 a.m. Eastern Time, like Tuesday and Thursdays, like I said. And look at Mr. Um, A down there. Mr. A doesn't think I'm going to call him out because we're on this show. You're down there giving me the middle finger. I see you there, Mr. A. I'm only here for you, Eric. John in the middle finger. Thanks a lot, Mr. A. Well, um, you know, and Tall Tales of the Rabbit Hole with Dennis Lee and Just Another Day in Paradise and and Ralph William Podcast. Special shout-outs to them along with Pink Squirrel and, and, you know, and Lady Me and and, and a host of other great podcast friends that I'm sure everybody here on Podbean and Beyond might enjoy and, and the great group of friends that we have here. Uh, now Cummings. All right, I'm going to end the show because I'm getting the middle finger for everybody. So I'm getting the, the true love as I can see it. <laughs> well, listen, the good news is I'm going to. I would have to say to Mr. A and Cummings, cut it out. Exactly. I'm going to. You know what? Even though you're an administrator, I can still. Um, uh, you know. <laughs> um, okay, don't make make me and John go get Glenn. Exactly. Don't make me troll you guys. Thank you, Bethany. You go after them, all right? Do not hold back if they keep on this with me. But listen, everybody, I'm going to publish this show so it'll be out on all the platforms sometime tonight. Yeah. So share it. Uh, get the word out Love there. you and God bless you, everybody, and, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, everybody. All right, take care now. And Bye. spring forward this Bye. weekend, by the way, too. Good night. Right. Thanks. Bye. See you next time.